0: Hey, everybody, I'm Jody Vance.
1: And I'm George Affleck. And it's time for... The final countdown.
0: That was really good. You like that? <laughs> I like the musical interlude that you included <laughs> there. Uh, Shout out to McLean Uh, K. He always loved it when you sang.
1: Yes, Um, those are my little gifts for McLean every week, so I'm sure he listens or watches. Right, McLean? Oh,
0: of course he does. He'll retweet this right now
1: because he's going to prove it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Civic election, George. We're down. Eight days.
1: Eight days until you can watch me live on CTV with Diane Watts and the rest of the team at CTV News. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be a crazy night.
0: We're going to talk about Surrey as well. So for Mm -hmm. those of you who are like, why do you guys always focus on uh, British Columbia's largest city, uh, Vancouver? uh, We will get to Surrey as well here. But let's begin. First, actually, let's start with Provincial Meets Municipal with the endorsement of David Eby. (laughs) I
1: I don't know what it is. These endorsements are always strange to me. Uh, like firefighters, for example, always coveted, but generally when I look at the people who then they endorse, they never win. Uh, it's almost like a, it's like, don't, I don't want your endorsement. I'm not going to win if you endorse me. Uh, and I kind of feel that way about David Eby. I'm not sure. I, 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 know he's coveted as the next premier, but I'm not sure how much love there is for him right now across the city. Uh, he's getting a lot of heat for being blamed for the policing issues, you know, housing issues. Those are his files. Uh, but you know, it's a high level. Uh, you know, it's not only E.B. that this is the mayor that we're talking about, Kennedy Stewart, that got these endorsements. Um, You know, he got E.B., he got Harcourt. Uh, I think Bill Thielman got um, Clark. Uh, you know, they got a, you know, a cavalcade. Ken Indian Sim board. got the police police board. Ken Sim got the, that was the first time they've ever endorsed anybody. Strange situation. Uh You know, they, they, people really they said,
0: upset about that one, though, George. Let's talk about that. Let's take yeah, a spin yeah, yeah, out sure. of that one a little bit. Because mm-hmm. there are people that are really, really upset that um, – and on the Steel and Man show that we did uh, on Thursday night, depending on when you're watching this, um, you know, of course, speaking uh, on the subject of law enforcement, it was always fascinating with Linda because her husband is Norm Lipinski, who is the mm-hmm. new Surrey police chief. So she she brings a really knowledgeable perspective to to this. Without and telling you and, too much. <laughs> Without, right. Well, she's, she's very good at that, right? She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't yeah. lean into, um, to that hard, but, but she actually suggested that we have, uh, as a few uh, lecturer, uh, political scientist, mm-hmm. uh, Stuart Preston with us. And he was very fascinating to watch. I'm not sure if you saw the segment, I'm sure you watched mm-hmm. the show. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're I did. Um, but Stuart really came at this one, like was, was super like, checks and balances and, and poli-sci, poli-sci. and he's like I'm so glad you asked me that question and he was you know very poignant and pointed i might say about how an endorsement from law enforcement is it, it's different it's different than a health authority or a firefighter or a or a politician and i i found myself you know taking that in and he used ottawa and the and the convoy there and how well most of the Ottawa police were looking to, to fix the situation. There was some mm-hmm. discussion, and certainly some stories told um, that were fact checked. That some of the officers attending were, for lack of a better way of putting it, on the side of the protesters, like what picking sides. Does an endorsement? This is my unspun question for you, George. Does an mm-hmm. endorsement when when the police union pulls their people? and asks what everybody is feeling and brings that polling back and then announces it.
1: How, do you, how <laughs> okay. does that land if with you? Believe you? That's the, if you believe that's the process, here's what the process in my mind for the police specifically in, in that endorsement, okay. this has been a two okay. year campaign to try and destroy Kennedy Stewart. They have been very, very strategic in uh, being uh, vocal about the challenges that they have. You know, Kennedy Stewart decided he wanted to take on the police and want to push back on their funding. If you recall, he's kind of pulled back away from that now, Uh, he became you know, the anti-police mayor, he kind of sided with the community saying that we have too many police and we need to defund the police, uh, that he was part of that movement. And so the chief and the mayor, if you remember, got into a very, very hot exchanges through media, uh, very unusual situations. So I can say without a doubt, the Vancouver Police Department do not want Kennedy Stewart as the mayor and have made a conscious decision to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, this endorsement is not only endorsement, I believe, uh, and I'm just, this is just conjecture, Uh, I have no, you know, I'm just basing this on when we talk about spin, when I look at the volume of content they've been pushing out there, they've been pushing that content out, they've been putting all the data out. This is not stuff that I've ever seen before from the Vancouver police. They were not that kind of vocal police force and talking about data. They used to keep that stuff quite hidden because, you know, as we have been reporters and journalists, you sort of, you got to be careful sometimes about how, you know, there's things like you don't report suicides, you know, because it makes people more suicides happen. It's, it's the sort of things that you, in journalism, you learn about. And that's the same goes with police forces and, and fire departments. And, you know, when there's bomb threats, all these kinds of things. But the police made a conscious decision in Vancouver to really push this message out that, that uh, they were in trouble and they and that the city was, you know, in trouble, that there was lots of crime happening. And, I, of course, we, I agree there is. I mean, I, I would never have supported what Kennedy Stewart was you know to defund the police uh, I think we need more police we need a, a different way to police our city police being you know small P uh, as far as how do we how do we keep a civil society this is our duty this is the government's Job uh, to to inf- ensure a civil society and a police department is a, and, and the legal department uh, the, the courts are a crucial part of that uh, we've yeah. given up on that pa- our passive nature as a society has let the civil society fall to the wayside and um, and so they've made a conscious decision so they probably waited until the eleventh hour which it is they've done the polling they clearly you know it, Colleen Hardwick. Probably would have supported them as well, uh, as would have, you know, the NPA's candidate. I'm sure if it had been John Cooper and he was in the position of being, you know, in a battle for the, for the mayor's job right now, he would have probably got the endorsement before Ken Sim. But, you know, right. the polling is there. They've got two. This is a battle between two people now. Uh, and they're certainly not going to endorse Kenny Stewart. So they endorsed Ken Sim and, and the whole team there. And so there's that issue going on. But then the endorsements died. I don't know how much it actually helps you because, as you said, you get a lot of baggage that comes with this. Now you have that mushy middle that we talk about. Um, which is Ken Sims been courting quite successfully I think in in that if you ask a lot of people who may have not who would never have voted for John Cooper or have voted for Ken Sims as NPA are now going, well, I don't really like Kennedy Stewart. I got nowhere else to go. Maybe Ken Sims is not so bad but now they see this endorsement and they're going oh, oh, so he's like pro super pro police then is that what this is It can actually push him to the right, which is not what to to go
0: right but unless that mushy middle, Has noticed the escalating in crime and the feeling of being insecure in this city, where that narrative. And this is me again, just giving you my perspective and opinion on the. You know, I don't know the answer. I wish I knew the answer. And and no, I don't think we need to lean in on marginalized communities and people that are 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 suffering addiction and and, and mental health issues. This is about. This is about a bigger picture that has a very frustrated electorate that are are, are living in a, this it's incredibly true. unaffordable city being told that we don't have enough money by the by the current mayor to have the police force that is necessary to create an environment on our city streets whereby people feel confident in, I don't know, walking into your lobby of your apartment building at six o'clock on a Tuesday, like this woman getting attacked in her lobby of mm-hmm. her apartment and then getting yep. away yep. from this guy and him chasing her outside and then six people pull this guy off and hold him down and till the police come and the police come and take him in and then he's released it's like there's a bigger problem than it's just a municipal 100%. problem so i'm just I'm before somebody yeah, yeah. screams at their radio or at their, their <laughs> screen if you're watching you on know, podcast. at <laughs> some point the bushy middle has flipped into you know a, a wedge issue you taught me this. Maybe. this is- I,
1: I, they're mushy. They're mushy still, though. You never know.
0: Yeah. Oh, people I, don't know where to go, George. I'm getting that. I think that's my most- Oh, my God, so much.
1: Right now. Oh, I, get it from, I get all my left-leaning friends calling me, emailing me, asking me who they should vote for. I'm like, what do you mean? Aren't you going to vote for Kennedy Stewart? Like, you're asking me. Uh, and then they tell me that I should have run. I'm like, you would never have voted for me. Come on. Like, give me a break. Uh, but they're so disappointed in Kennedy Stewart. Uh and they really I are thrilled
0: I've told you that because I'm not right or left or this party or that party. I want mm-hmm. common sense. I want to believe in the person that is and I find that in this particular election, and this is the undecided voter in my opinion, because the people that are coming at me are very similar and but they're all over the I, I don't know that I could peg them as a lefty or a center righty or whatever. Most of my friends <laughs> are not far right. Yeah. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that. But you know, I don't you know. tell them who to vote for. <laughs> no. I would. I don't tell them who to vote for. I tell them who I'm not voting for, and then I leave it open, right? Yeah, I've, I've yeah, definitely that's, m- that's kind not of made I'm it a too. secret yeah. that I'm not pleased with the current mayor. Yeah. Uh, it's and been,
1: you've been saying as well, like I have, you know, that we've talked about a lot, you know, don't, you don't have to pick every single person or 10 people or this and that, choose one person, whatever, important. whatever you think, but you still have to choose a mayor or not, I guess. I mean, not, you're not voting is a, you could say that's a protest, you know, you could put on the rest of the ballot, so you're still voting, but if you don't vote for mayor, because you just can't decide that's saying something, I suppose. Um, but you're handing, but that's you know, a, that vote that's to a vote for Kennedy won. Stewart, isn't
0: it? Is that a, uh, a non
1: vote? Depends on who the person is, I guess. I mean, if they're, uh, you know, if they're a super right wing person, you know, I, I would say that everybody on the right has lots of places to go. The left is really challenged, and so I, I think it's interesting because I've, I've been waiting for Kennedy Stewart's campaign to start. <laughs> it's really not taken off, and I think I'm surprised to be honest. Unless there's something we don't know that's happening behind the scenes, like busloads of people being you know picked up and taken to polling to vote I, I, you know I don't know I did see I did it. you
0: see the health the the healthcare um I guess it was the healthcare union uh caregivers a friend of mine who works in healthcare sent mm-hmm. me a screen cap of a flyer that they were given about who to who supports healthcare in Vancouver and mm-hmm. and actually in in Metro Vancouver it had North Van, it had it had around the city of Vancouver a little bit. It wasn't everywhere, but yep. it was, um, here are the people to vote for. And it was all the current left.
1: Yes. Left forward and progress or forward and, or forward and one know, city and, and cope and yeah. Yes.
0: And then had a couple of people, I mean, they should really have checked their flyer before they sent it out. because They had a couple of people that aren't running
1: uh, on <laughs> the Whoops. list. Good research. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you know, have you seen the ballot? I voted. Hey, did you notice something on that? I haven't voted yet, but I. But Rob McDowell is an old friend. Ran for council a couple of times with me, and uh, great guy. Really, he you know knows his stuff. But he he he. I didn't. I hadn't noticed this on the ballot. and He noticed it right away on the ballot for those people who haven't yeah. voted, or if you have voted, uh, there's people you know the name and the party name. But the party name for Kennedy Stewart, it's Forward Vancouver with Kennedy Stewart. On every single candidate's name. So he's it's brilliant. I mean, it's I don't know branding. how they got away with that. Yes, yeah, branding. It's hundred percent branding. It's then you as a you know, the ballot's got a hundred people or whatever on it. Uh, you go in there, 100, yeah, 137 people, you go in there, you're going, okay, well, you know, wh- whether you, if uh, sh- it'll certainly identify if you hate Kenny Stewart, okay, I don't have to vote for those people, right. but if you're going, right. I want to vote for Kenny Stewart and all those people, it's way easier to find him on the ballot because it's actually two lines. And so you kind to go, okay, okay, there's my six council candidates. There's my mayor, uh, really smart. Branding strategic move. I can't believe they got away with it, but they they yeah. their organization must be officially called that. That's how they probably pulled it off legally. um You know the. But NPA I mean, can't is, you
0: put whatever you want? Yeah, you've got evil genius on there. No. Amy, what's your name? Well, Which
1: the party names. though you're supposed to go by. You have to kind of go usually uh, by the 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 name that is registered. Uh, in the case of nonpartisan association, the NPA, they've always gone by generally NPA, but. Uh, I think it's changed in different ways over the years. I think I've seen it as NPA, NPA Vancouver or, but you know, it's, it's, this was just putting his name on it. It's a, it's a double-edged sword, but I think it actually right. will help them certainly help his candidates because if you're a progressive, you know, quotes person, uh, cause I never understand that because I'm progressive and I'm, but I'm, you know, conservative financially, but I'm still a progressive person. Um, yeah. The so anybody who's on that's why I always kind of refer to it as left leaning, you know, heading towards socialism. Let's um, be
0: honest. You say lefty, you're
1: I, just like, oh,
0: lefties, the mushy yeah, middle, the lefty, do. lefties,
1: yeah. and the righty, righties. Um, um, you know, I think that they're 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 gonna go in there. And I talked about this as I think you know, there's six, they're running six, everybody's running six, except for MPA or except for ABC. I always, I always get those mixed up, except for ABC, who's running seven. Now, if they get all seven and, and the mayor, they got a super majority. So that's what they're gambling for. Um, yeah. uh, and that would be... I, didn't, I made
0: sure on my ballot, and I will, yeah. I will say this, and I, I do want to pick your brain about, because there are so many people running that when you say this is a two or three horse race, I want to get into that in a second, but just as a... a a guidance piece of, of how many 200 episodes of unspun podcasts that we've done. One, I've learned a lot from you, mm-hmm. right? So I've learned a lot from you and the importance of not having that super majority because of what we learned in the vision era of how um, so many decisions were made prior to it even coming to council pre- before there was even an opportunity. I mean, you talk about public consultation. How about, political consultation by our elected (laughs) officials like we got to be very careful so when i voted i did vote for the people i didn't vote for the parties i voted for the people i felt acted in the best interest of the people Mm -hmm. and that wasn't a popularity contest that wasn't who i thought you know talk to me the most or whatever. I thought these are the people who consistently step forward with some commonsensical choices. And and that is not reflected in the bios that you see, by the way, people who are suddenly cramming for their test that is voting on October 15th or, by the way, advanced polling, which with your voter card takes no time at all. You literally don't even need identification. I I took out my driver's license and she goes, no, 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 I don't need that. Just the card. I'm like, okay,
1: I've heard. I've heard uh, through a connection that the mail-in ballots is at record lows. They've never seen so few mail-in ballots coming in. And mm-hmm. I wonder if that's related to what the distrust in America, uh, you know, on the mailing stuff, or where that's. Let's coming not get from. into or, the weeds.
0: Let's talk about. It let's talk of, or about. Or is it indicative,
1: is it, is it indicative of potential turnout being super low as well?
0: I hope. I hope you're wrong in that regard, because that again would uh, be good for the incumbent, right?
1: No, I don't think so. I think it'll be bad for him. I think it'll be his vote that doesn't show up. Oh,
0: okay. So Let's go through it's, this. It's good Who, for, how for, how's, for, how's polling, for, polling for, looking, George? Give me give me the George Affleck 411 <laughs> on what we're seeing.
1: Well, I kind of touched on it that I, I'm waiting for Kennedy Stewart to start his campaign. Uh, you know, the he you know, the kinds of questions I'm getting from, from my friends. I, I think Ken Sims got the momentum for sure. Uh yeah. you know, I still think running seven candidates was a, a big mistake. Um but if they are, they're they're feeling they're looking pretty cocky, which you got to be careful. Uh, this close to an election, uh, that you don't look to to, to uh, fully yourselves. No because, peacocking,
0: no peacocking. Because then
1: your vote doesn't show up. They say, oh well, they're going to win anyway, so I'm not going to show up. You know that's yeah. what happens. You got to keep people scared uh, up to election day. On election day, say so, you know if you don't show up, the other people might win, and so you always want to keep that uh, you know the yeah. the feeling that it's a it's a horse race and that. Uh, and according to the only polls that we've seen publicly from, from Mario Canseco, uh, Research Co., you know, it is a horse race for those two candidates. And and I think it still is if they show up. If nobody shows up and it, and it's those Kennedy Stewart people that don't show up or it's because or maybe it's Ken Sims people show up because they think he's got a he's a no brainer. He's, a he's going to win. Uh, you know, I think, you know, I. I the, generally, though, um, and because, you know, people on the right side of the spectrum generally show up and older people show up and they generally vote right. But Colleen is the is the whole is a linchpin here. You know, she has polling. Yeah. But in,
0: exactly. So in polling, mm-hmm. it's like Kennedy Stewart is what? Thirty six percent of the vote. And and that's a dead heat. And Ken America. Sam is thirty four point nine percent, whatever, or give or take. And then Colleen Hardwick is 13 percent and Mark Marison's 8 percent.
1: And everybody else. We lost a So Colleen Colleen being as far as percentages is being Shauna, but different vote, different people. It's interesting because basically uh, Colleen's grabbed uh, some of the super right wing people and some of the angry left wing people who are homeowners who don't want change. They want the little yeah. choo-choo train around the city. I'll be a battle on Twitter. That train they,
0: thing. Okay, can we just <laughs> go there for one second? After me. Yes. I, I mean, it, it really was something on social media. Following uh, George on Twitter is uh, a full um, sport. It's like you got to follow at George underscore. Affleck. Yeah. At George underscore Affleck. Follow along on Twitter because when you put that out about how because of course, Kennedy Stewart put out his loop map of yeah. where the SkyTrain is going to go, which was yeah. like, okay, um, fine. Um, and then Colleen Hardwick came out with the idea of doing light rapid above ground light rapid transit, which you call the
1: Choo Choo Train, little Choo Choo Train. train. So I just—it's just like, what are you doing? We have. Uh...
0: Well, she's talking about making it go to no, more no, corners no, of no, for no, the it's... same amount of money. So you won't rail down
1: your street? Like, give me a break. No, I want to
0: ask you that. The Two (sighs) things that I was, when I saw this happen, and I'm I'm coming from a position of like, I got to ask George, and and this is unspun, right? So when she puts out the map, showing all the places that these trains are going to go, first thing I thought of was how she said, towers, SkyTrain is a tower, whatever, and these trains are more for, um, street level community, whatever. And I'm thinking, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, can you explain why one's towers and one's not like, isn't moving people in an yeah. expedited fashion going to. Uh,
1: well, and you go to, Hey, go to Nanaimo station, by the way, how many towers do we see at Nanaimo station? It doesn't guarantee tower developments happen at a train station. You use a good example right there. Just go to Nanaimo station, uh, you know, 20,
0: 20- 25th and can be. Twenty-fifth in Cambie yeah. is not a huge tower exactly. there at all.
1: At all, no. at all. Yeah. Like or sixteenth, so or sixteenth like, in Cambie, or 16. you know, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's yes, there may be more density, but I, we don't know what that density will look like. It could be higher. Sure, I live in a three hundred unit tower development. Uh, right. I raised my three kids there. It's fine. <laughs> I I'm chose kind of it.
0: You, like, it. I'm not a big. I'm not a big tower person, but I'm certainly not anti tower. No. at Broadway and Granville if that's where the people who want to live at, at downtown Absolutely. find the best option for while they work or or attend at UBC and then they hop on a train and they're at UBC in seven minutes with no gas and no where there's lots of towers at UBC where there's lots of Right. Lots of, towers,
1: lots of towers. And there'll be lots of towers along 10th Avenue, probably down the way where the Safeway store is. And there will be towers at Jericho and there's going to be, yes, there's going to be towers, but will yeah. there be towers at Arbutus and Broadway? I doubt it. Uh, I know there'll be some bigger buildings. I know there's that one social development that they're all angry about that, you know, they fought, yeah. they're fighting against and you know, it's not a tower, I think it's 12 stories, uh,
0: 13, 14 stories, whatever. But I agree neither, with you. It, with that's, question, me, that's, not
1: a tower. that's a little, you know, it's a what. My
0: question wasn't so much about tower or not tower. Why does one form of transportation in this, you know, pitch know. that has been put out like, why why is one attached and the other is not? Like, are we moving people or are we not moving people? If the Chi Chi train's not going to move enough people.
1: To warrant having
0: more density. Why, why would we spend the money at all? Yeah. Like why,
1: if you're going to build local local communities where you live, work, and play, then you don't need a train. <laughs> We've got buses. Okay, so I'm not uh, got your. Okay, you can good. ride your bike. You can yeah. take an Uber. You can uh-huh. take a car share. You eventually there'll be automated driving vehicles that follow you know anywhere that you want, and there'll be small or twelve passenger vans that will drive around automated. That's probably within ten years that's going to happen. It's already happening with, with commercial vehicles in the states. There's a it's already happening. It's it's coming, and within ten years we're going to have automated vehicles driving around our city, probably owned by Elon yeah. Musk. Uh, because his whole lease system for his Teslas uh, is he takes them all back because he wants to turn them into a giant cab company in some right. market somewhere that he's going to test it. You watch, um, so uh, you. you know he's probably Palm Springs or somewhere uh, or a Phoenix where you don't have to worry too much about you know running over people and things. So uh, I, I just don't understand it either. It's it's nonsense. I think we have a trolley system. Well, that trolley system is antiquated, but you'll, it's electric, so it's good for the environment. You can you can it's be flexible slow. where you know, it's the and I don't get the light rail. You put tracks down and the thing on the, on the, I don't get it. Why would you put tracks down? You don't need them. Why? No. Why? Why? Why and,
0: tracks? and also, if I may, more and more discussion with the increase in the veracity of storms, we shouldn't be putting up more above ground wires. We just shouldn't. I mean, like, take a look. Yeah, battery like, technology. Level come on, right. Come on. It's so like the it's... other thing that I wanted to a- ask you about, like literally, I'm so glad that I'm not losing my mind that that didn't make any sense <laughs> when that was dropped. But I could see why people would be like, oh, more for less. Great. Let's do that. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, just getting the non-nerds. But the other um, piece of the uh, to to SkyTrain or, or not to SkyTrain. Um, I, I don't I don't understand the. The short-sightedness, I guess, of of wanting to, you know, again, when she, what she said, when the people at the team headquarters said, mm-hmm. it'll run down this road and it'll go out on that road and it'll collect, connect to here and there and, and showed all of the lines all over the city. And I'm like, all of those communities are going to be saying, not on my road.
1: I don't I, want. I don't want a rail. I don't want to walk like, walking rail line on the my t- with rail lines. It's like ding, ding, not fun. Senior ding, ding. citizens with their uh, aging population with their with pushers, you know, getting caught in the tracks. I mean, it's dumb. It's so old fashioned. I mean, I don't know how it else to put this. Dirty. How many? I get so much attack from them. Like I am, I, but I've been saying this since the day I was elected. The only light rail I supported and I fought for it was the train that went from Granville Island to, at that point, the Big Olympic cabby. Station. Because it was yeah. already there. why It was costing the city $80,000 a year to run that thing. 80000 It was done by volunteers. It was nice. It, it was, was great. Seniors. It actually did a job and it was and a tourist attraction. And yeah. and Vision Vancouver said, oh, it's a Choo Choo. They were saying Choo Choo train to me. And I'm like, no, but this is like a tourist attraction. It's like $80,000 it a year for the city. Come on. It's volunteers. Yeah. It's for senior citizens that not only donate their time. Former yeah. city councilors on there helping out actually, and and this train it was it was quaint, you know it was not an old train it was actually a, a new train bought for during the Olympics.
0: It yeah. could have gone all the way cool. to the
1: Track yeah. systems there, yeah. and that was okay. That's the one I supported because it was it was already there. It did, had a job. It was cheap. It was outside the Translink system, so it didn't have to follow all the same regulations. It was. It cost us nothing. It was the only system that we had that we controlled, uh, as a but we got rid of it because of vision. So that was dumb. But beyond right. that, it makes no sense to start laying track on every single corner in the, every area of the city. It's it's just, I can't say how many more times I don't understand. This makes no sense to me. I, I don't understand how, no how, how, how is that is not a logical argument to these people that laying track is a terrible idea. What is wrong with you thinking that's a good idea. I don't get it. Yeah, it's not a good idea. It's not
0: a good idea. I'm telling a to warn our listener, our viewer right now, we're going to go over time today because we promised to get to a number of things. We're running short on time because we're passionate about this stuff. And there's, I think we definitely need to hit on three more things at the very least. Because while we're talking about team, um, that sort of anti-development or, you know, that the ABC and Forward are both developers in their pocket. um, Now going after, how does truth and reconciliation really come into play when, um, and it's not necessarily the party, but it definitely is the area that has a lot of that party in it. Uh, that is taking the Sunoc development to the Supreme Court. I mean, to take the spin out of this, Kits, Kits Point residents, yeah, um, trying to block that.
1: Yeah, they've taken the city to court over buses that go to the to, to the museum there, and and uh, they're they're an angry bunch down there for sure. Uh, you know, fairly entitled. Sorry, Colleen Hardwick, who lives there, but <laughs> it's like, come on. However, I would say that. We, one of the challenges when it, if I just to speak on a policy point of view for first Nations developments whom, who are working with private partners like uh, in this case I think it's Westbrook or west um, uh, oh my god uh, Ian Gillespie's company um, anyways uh, you know you're, 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 the fear uh, and the problem is it west, is that Bank? West, yes, Bank. west Bank thank you west the fear Bank. and the Sorry. problem is that people feel that you're gonna you they get to bypass the normal community planning process I think right. this lawsuit is related to services and water, which we actually have been yeah. had a long time. We actually renegotiate that deal all the time. I was there as part of that. I mean, the last negotiation on how much they, the rates are, they do get a different, they get a flat rate structure. It's quite different. Um, but anyways, the the so that's the argument they're saying, but it's really, a, I think, more of a discussion about, well, how come they get to bypass the process? Um, and of course, the argument is <laughs> reconciliation time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's yeah. time to give back uh, what we took away is the argument, of course, <clears throat> on their side. So but you have these three First Nations groups in Vancouver <clears throat> who I think represent, I think there's 6,000 of them in total, I believe, uh, of those three, three First Nations um, of that will uh, all be multi- probably multi-millionaires by the end of this process. Good. You know, it's yeah. Good. No. And, and that, you know, some are the people who yeah. built
0: Vancouver house on the other side of the bridge, like yes. the fact that That's right. this yeah, is a point. thing good is point. like come anybody come who on bought on. real
1: estate. Yeah. You, you yeah. bought real estate in 1975 in Vancouver. You're a multi-millionaire now. Uh, Correct.
0: So anyways, I just wanted yeah. to put it, that it's on it's our really, radar. It's a process. On there
1: might be a bit of racism in there too. I think maybe, but I think it's mostly they just worry about the fact that there is a, a process. And you can't really say anything without getting in trouble. So you, it's a really touchy area, of course. You you want to take on First Nations and something they're doing. Oh, that's not cool. So it's it's obviously a really, you know, and, and while this argument might be not be valid, it might be valid, it might not be. Uh, I guess the courts will decide. You know when what happens when there is a really good valid argument that comes along and you say, "Hey, you can't make that argument uh this is first nations we we can't we can't you can't have that uh so it's a definitely a challenging issue and and maybe that's where the why the courts is a good place to solve these problems you know it doesn't it shouldn't be it shouldn't be solved in the court of public opinion because you're <laughs> you're probably gonna lose if you're going up against first nations these days
0: I would hope, and I would I I found it. I I rolled when I heard that this was happening, that this case was um, being levied because we are, are we can we get this far down the planning process to where we're clearing tree, the trees are being cleared in order to Mm -hmm. begin construction. And that's the moment where you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I like the sewer rate or whatever. It's like, Get get into politics, like actually get in and be a part of the planning, or get out of the way, because you said this many times about the plans that are the grand plans that are built and cost a fortune, mm -hmm. and you know, and and then like I've learned a lot from you, George, and I think I I keep coming back to it. You know what? We're never going to get to the end of this story in this episode, so let's leave Mm -hmm. it there because I do want to get to Surrey. We promised, and with you know, Mm -hmm. we're thirty minutes into our podcast, so in Surrey. Yes. What we're seeing from current mayor Doug McCallum and the incredibly long ballot that exists in Surrey as well, like yeah. we're not getting into the weeds like on that, but right. But Doug McCallum now has most recently said, "What has he promised? He's like, I'm going uh, to bring a huge stadium. Uh, um, he's he's." He, he made immediate plans on the uh, transit, his promises before, and, and bringing extended, in the sort of police, uh, uh, yeah, uh, then, municipal police. Like that's.
1: Yep. Yeah. And it lays the yeah. tax freeze.
0: And now, yeah, property tax freeze. It has others just like, what? How are you paying for stuff if you, all of a sudden well it's possible I,
1: I I would I would argue I had this debate all the time at council with staff um, when you're a growing city population of Surrey grows by say about 12,000 residents on average per year uh, they don't we build more units in Vancouver I believe because they build more houses and so they have more people moving there but we have right. more units in Vancouver than they do so it's a weird situation we have less people but more units uh, because they have more families moving there that so one of the arguments I always had with staff was that because I have a problem with property tax increases constantly going higher than the rate of inflation or whatever they might be. Cause I'm going, well, well wait a minute. We've got 12, in Vancouver, 5,000 average moving here or whatever, 1% per year. Uh, yeah. These are ratepayers. These are people who will be living somewhere. They'll be paying taxes. Are you, and, and staff would always say, yes, but every, every penny of that new tax is spent. I'm like, really? You're telling me that a building where I live, which is 300 units, which replaced a gas station that was there before, you're not making more money off the 300 units all paying tax, I think that doesn't mathematically make sense. And I would get pushback and pushback and I didn't get obviously support from Vision on this debate. And I think that's kind of where, in in Doug McCallum's mind, which I don't want to go there too deep because that could be a scary place to go. I, I think he uh, he he might have a an argument that actually it could work if he, if he can get staff to believe what I believe and what he probably also kind of thinks. You know, we got people moving here. We got new developments happening all the time. There's more. There's more money coming into our city. Uh, we must be able to do this properly. All of that and, and, and Surrey's great. newer, so its infrastructure is much better. than Vancouver has a lot of old infrastructure, so you know it's much more expensive to to replace that. That I get, but Surrey has pretty good new infrastructure, and so sewers and water mainly. That's what it costs when new people move in. It's water, sewer, electric. That's what kills you, and then, you know any gas if that's you know an issue. So that's what you talk about. But we have these development cost levies and all that stuff. So, anyways, I. I it's it's election time, Jody. We've got another week of nutty announcements to to unspin next week before we do, we we do. do our final episode before the election. So if you're waiting to figure out who to vote for, you're probably not going to get it from us next week because we're not going to tell you. Probably you not.
0: We'll tell you what's ha- We'll tell you what's happening though. Uh, just no. before we leave, bungee jumping prime
1: minister. <laughs> yes, bungee jumping prime minister. Good, bad. What do you think?
0: He was at his son's birthday party. His kids both did it, and then he decided to do it. My thing is, mm-hmm. you know, if if a prime minister bungee jumps in the forest, does anybody hear? If nobody records it, like let's just let's just let it go. they are bigger fish to fry.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I would say that yeah, I agree with you, but I also think a little bit that they're with you know Pierre Polie. Yeah, they're kind of trying to make you know him, Trudeau like you don't know, every man over here. I'm cool, man. Right. I jump off the side of a cliff and off a you know this guy what's he do you know he combs his hair with grecian formula and wears nerdy glasses do you want that as your prime minister do you want this guy that's what i when you talk about spin that's what i think he
0: just went nerdy is? glasses in grecian formula and i'm like who are we talking I know, about right,
1: I, got, I know i got i gotta get to work late this morning <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right yeah get out of here go away go away see you next bye. week bye, bye.